Welcome back, family. This is your boy D for all you smart and intelligent folks out there. Listen, that just simply means that. Hey, as you know, I'm back with another one. Let me ask you a question, though. Where structure processes, or no, 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 that's not it. Here's a better question. How do you approach a project? And why do you approach it that way? Well, today's episode is entitled, What is a Project Approach? Again, what is a project approach? If you're new to the channel, I have a seven-point framework. And then after that, I let you go. I hope you can get something out of it because I enjoy having the opportunity to deliver it. Let's get to work. Point number one. First of all, let's unpack the definition and purpose of what a project approach is. A project approach is very simple. All it does is it communicates or it, it, it really sets the framework for the overall strategy and methodology to be employed when you're delivering your particular project outcomes. It also helps you provide a structured framework that guides you through decision making as well as it defines the project phase and it, and it determines the overall, and I do mean the overall, project direction. Let's go into point number two tailoring project characteristics. I, I mean, I couldn't have said it better than, my, than, than saying it again. Tailoring to project characteristics. What does that mean? Well, you take in the project complexity. That's a characteristic. What is the complexity of the project? Meaning the size, the stakeholder requirements, the industry-specific industry considerations. These are all complexities in which that when you are leading a project, you have to use a tailoring approach because all projects just doesn't, as you know, my, my favorite tagline or punchline doesn't fit in, the, uh, in a box, no point in intent. But seriously, it, it, it really doesn't. You can't apply the same thing, the same thing to every single project you lead. There's some, there are some characteristics that are similar However, there's a difference because what is a project? Let's sum it up, a temporary endeavor. And it's unique. Let's move on. Point number three, methodologies and frameworks. My favorite here. There's certain methodologies that you can leverage in project management. And there's certain frameworks. Let me give you an example of a methodology. A methodology would be waterfall. A framework would be scrum or agile. Um, or Prince 2. I really haven't discussed Prince 2 a lot. Um, that's something I'm, I'm looking to, to potentially get, in, get into, so stay out on the look on this. But basically, either the framework or methodology, either one you choose, Waterfall, Agile, Scrum, print, any, any of those, all they do for you is it provides you an approach for a, for a structured process that aligns with best practices to help you guide through your project management, uh, through your different project management process with teams that allow them to follow. So that just basically means your team has the ability to follow along when you have best practices and a structured process in place. Let's move on to our next point. Next point is phases and delivery. Say what? Yes, phases and delivery. Basically, this is a, a, a project approach that outlines the distinctive phases and deliverables that drive the project forward. Can you kind of get the settlement of what we're talking about here, family? Everything is about driving the project forward, not backwards, forward. And what this does is it defines a sequence, the sequence of activities, dependencies, and milestones to ensure a logical progression towards project completion. Point number five, 
one of my, uh, one, I guess I got so many favors, so I probably need to stop saying it because I'll be like, man, you always got these favors. But no, serious, re uh, resource allocation and leadership is, is really huge uh, for point number five. And the reason why is, is because if you don't, allocate your resource properly, you could end up losing them to other priorities. Then when you when that happens, you find yourself like, wow, man, I, I you know, I really wanted this resource to work with me, but now they got pulled here. And so understanding that up front. So maybe you can you can um, when you're building out your project schedule, you may have things that maybe you put in the back of the schedule that you move up to the front because of resources that may be pulled away that you're already cognizant of. Uh, because of their expertise or, or them being a SME, a subject matter expert. And then leadership. Leadership is having the ability to influence and coordinate everything effectively. And also, I wanna ask, put this in here around leadership, is having the emotional intelligence to not take everything personal. I know, I know you probably heard that before, but family, seriously, just let it go. All right, I'll move on, I'm sorry. Point number six, Collab communication and collaboration. Hey, what does that look like? Communication and collaboration, that is very one of those things where you look at, you look at communication. I, I always talk about these two items a lot, and I know you guys, previous to the other point I made, but it's really important. What communication does, um, it helps you to have amazing uh, alignment with your stakeholders and it just it, it just really establish those re regular communication channels and working in a collaborative environment let me tell you this if you had to if as a if if you ever talk to um, let's say you have an opportunity to talk to a project manager with regards to asking them hey if you had to choose by working in a silo or collaborate collaborative organization which one would you choose if they choose a silo organization, that'll tell you everything about them, everything you want to know. And what I mean by that is, family, is that you never want to work in a silo in, uh, organization. A silo organization, what I mean, let me unpack what I, my definition of silo organization. Silo organization is, is that's not my job. Um, no, I'm not willing to, to help. Um, just give me what you need, and then you could circle back with me later. That's a silo organization. It's dangerous because when you don't leverage this other point of collaborations, you can lose out on a lot of amazing opportunity as well as working with some amazing people. So working in a, a, in a more of a collaborative format, it allows for a more of a together approach or more of a, hey, I got your back, you got my back, and we're gonna work this through to the end because it's just not you getting the credit, everybody is getting the credit when we're successful and we plan on being successful, so let's collaborate and work together. My last and uh, final point is flexibility and adaptability. Now, normally you will see that um, the point here is more mostly like in an agile, so like in a scrum framework, you'll see that driven more flexibility and adaptability. But as you know, I, I want to disrupt project management and disrupting it. I believe you need to be flexible and adaptable as a project manager. What worked last month may not work 
today. What worked yesterday may not work today. And do you have the courage or excuse me, are you brave enough to speak up and say that's not going to work and let me show you what will work and I'll give you three examples of why I believe this will work better than that uh, than what will not work. And a lot of times as project managers, we don't we don't take that because we're trying we're trying not to take over what somebody else is maybe a subject matter expert in, but I don't want you to look at it like that. I want you to look at it and you present it as a brainstorming opportunity to say, hey, we tried that. That's not working. So let's make let's let's be flexible and let's make an adapt let's adapt over here because let's uh, and let's test this out you have to be willing to be a tester and that's in general in life as well but in, especially in project management especially in life so and when you're in project management it's about testing constantly testing okay is this going to work and if it doesn't i'm willing to make the the adjustments to find out a solution. I'm not willing to focus on the problem and say it's never going to change. It's never going to work. I talked about this before in a previous video about learn help helplessness. So you have to make that adjustment to say, you know what, let's go over here and make this. Let's see if we can um, try this over here and see if it worked. After we try it, now we're actually doing the thing. All right, so now we have a solution for that. You're constantly problem, uh, problem solving. That's why I think this, this professional project management is one of the best professions to be in because you're having to learn how to problem solve. That's what makes great entrepreneurs. You look for a problem, you solve it. You have to learn, you have to understand finances to a standpoint of just budgeting. Like when someone goes to buy something, you keep in track of the money. You have to understand people. Um, what comes with that? You have to be, you know, you have to develop your leadership skills. So there's so many moving parts. That's why I think this is the best career in the world. Maybe I'm subjective, but hey, this is where I'm at currently. I hope you enjoyed today's video, family. This again has been your boy ED, and I'm out.